You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Laura Bellata, author and founder of singleinthecity.ca, and you're tuned in to The Dating and Relationship Show right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. Alongside me is my co-host, Sandra Carusi. She's from Inside Jokes. She's also the executive producer of this amazing show. And tonight we are discussing a topic that is becoming more common than it used to be. And that is interfaith relationships. A 2016 study showed that we are now 46% more likely to marry or be in a long-term relationship with someone of a different faith than 30 years ago. Our current society is much more open to the idea of interfaith couples, but still there are some challenges, and we're going to talk about those challenges and offer advice on how to resolve them with our special guest, Mira Solanke Estrada. Mira is the founder and editor-in-chief of Fusia Media, a Toronto-based media company engaged in digital lifestyle publishing. She also has a lot of experience with this topic because um, she is also currently in an interfaith relationship herself. So welcome, Mira, to the show. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you. And Thank you. Uh, let's have a great show. So tell us about um, tell us about your job at Fusia Media and how that all came about. Yeah, so... Um it's in its eighth year, and it really came about from this whole need of when it came to South Asian, there was either Bollywood or Bridal. And for myself, I feel like as a South Asian Canadian woman, I have one foot so firmly planted in my East Indian South Asian roots, and then the other, I'm so much of this Canadian woman, and I felt there was not really anything for me um, when it came to, um, to, you know, to to lifestyle, to fashion. Like I'm very much in these two worlds. And so that's where the magazine really came about, you know, something for a South Asian Canadian woman like myself. And I think that really lends right into this conversation because um, even in relationships, like just like the magazine itself, like Fusia, which is really about the fusion of cultures, my relationship in itself is a fusion of cultures and faith as well. Your husband is? So my husband is half Spanish, half Guyanese. Um, his and fa- his faith? And his faith is Catholic, and I am fully East Indian, and my faith is Hindu. And both of us were actually uh, born and raised quite uh, religiously. Um, I was a good little Hindu girl. I went to um, Sunday school at the temple um, weekly. Wow. I was a good little Catholic yeah. girl. And my husband was a so naughty, was Sandra. He was a yes, naughty little Catholic now. boy. He went to Catholic <laughs> school um, right through to high school. So like we were both had quite religious upbringings. Um, I think we were quite lucky, though, that um, our parents were quite open in exposing us to other religions. And so even though we were quite firmly planted in our own religions, we had that exposure to other religions. Interesting. Okay, so for couples who struggle with religious differences, do you think that their love can alone overcome the obstacles to the survival of a relationship? Hmm. Because I don't think so. No, I was going to say no. You know, like this is real life. No. Um, you have to have these hard conversations, like these real conversations with yourself first and foremost. Like, you know, in your heart of hearts, um, are you open to other religions and are you accepting of other religions? Um, now, do you, you think know- this comes from a place of, uh, within yourself or you're from a Hindu mm-hmm. right, um, religion? Or do you, th- do you think it's something that you're brainwashed to believe from your parents? Um, I think some people 
it depends. Like some, my parents are quite, you know, go and do what makes you happy. Like they're quite open like that. Um, so I think for me, my faith is something very personal to me. My relationship with God is quite personal to me and spiritual as well. Whereas some people, I do believe they are very much, this is the way it must be done. And they almost feel that obligation to follow their faith. Um, and that's something hard to to break away from. Yeah, I like, met this lady in my matchmaking service, and uh, she w- was so uh, dead set on marrying a guy who was Muslim. She was 42. She wanted kids, and she was on this clock. But she said, I have to marry a Muslim. I'm like, be- because you really want to? Or she's like, no, because my mother really yeah. wants me to. And and I think that's the wrong sad. way to go about of it. Of course, but that goes back thousands of years, right? And some, And I think... There is something to say. I'm sorry, I have to say this on behalf of a lot of people who believe if you stick to your own, it's a lot easier. It is, and th- it's true. Right? There, there's actually, um, there was an author actually of this book. It's called Till Faith Do Us Part. And she is actually in an interfaith relationship. But she says there's real challenges. And actually from her research, she even found that interfaith marriages are generally more unhappy in terms of when they go further down the road, people mm-hmm. tend to get more religious in their older years and that's when they find that problems arise because they didn't have these com- real conversations mm. with themselves and their partners and that's when the issue of religion comes up and also raising kids i would and imagine raising children. yeah that's yeah. a big one and you have to have those conversations mm-hmm. early on in the relationship um you can't just say you know what we'll figure it out later you have to have that real conversation yeah Very and we're, we're going to talk more about that after the break You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640, and we're talking about interfaith relationships. We'll be right back. This is The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Okay, we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about interfaith relationships with Mira Solanke Estrada. Sorry, I had to say it like that. <laughs> and Santa Carusi from Inside Jokes as my co-host. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's continue the conversation, um, Mira. Yeah, I want to talk about your current relationship mm-hmm. because you're an interfaith. You're an in in an interfaith relationship. Mm-hmm. So tell me about some of the you know challenges and struggles that you and your husband have had. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, or real. have yeah we have them all the time like meal prep okay so um i grew up in a hindu household and obviously beef is a big no-no the cow is sacred but my parents are also strict vegetarians so some of the best recipes i learned um like the italian woman that i am yes. <laughs> like i do a really great veggie lasagna and i do great Yummy. Indian veggie dishes, which I personally love. Me too. My husband is a legit <laughs> carnivore. If there is not meat on the table, wow. he is like, "Where? Where's my dinner?" A lot of men are like that, right? Especially so, with red meat. Um, so that little thing in itself, and I, I, I see, I'm okay now. Like I've actually was vegetarian for 18 years, not for religious purposes. I just got grossed at a barbecue. Long story. Anyway, <laughs> but now, but the one thing I don't eat is beef because of religion, and so. And I want That's you to continue like, with those challenges, but yeah. but just because you said that you need to talk this stuff out before you get married, right? <laughs> but you're not going to really talk about meal prep before you get married. Are those things that you yeah. actually talk about? Yeah, but about? they ate together before that. You I guess. guess. Not, yeah. yeah. So, we, so we didn't prepare meals well, together. I, yeah, because we I don't to prepare to meals, but I guess so you have he to He would order his like 
beefy fajitas or whatever, and I would order like my veggie quesadilla. Cool, right? But now when we're preparing meals, it's different. So we have our different days that we cook. Um, you know, we both like to cook. Um, so you actually we... talked about that before you got married. So mm-hmm. honey, but sometimes like I know he gets a little eat. annoyed when it's yeah. So right now the kids, he knows. And that's the thing, right? Like, so he's quite respectful of that. Like, beef is such a big thing. So the kids eat, like, chicken and things like that. I have the chicken nuggets and stuff. But he understands that beef is a big thing. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, they, the kids don't eat beef. Mm-hmm. Um, so he I, could go without beef and be a meat eater. There's lots yeah, of meat and he, he Yeah, and I don't, stop, I don't stop him from it. Like, that's his, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And even I've said about the kids as well. Like, that's where we're, you have to be open-minded. I'm like, mm-hmm. if down the road my son Milan is like, Oh, daddy, I really want to eat this. Like right now he's shown no interest in eating hamburger. a burger. Yeah. If down the road he does. I bet you he does. Let yeah. me know. Yeah, Tur- turkey burgers. That's fine. <laughs> like then that's okay. Not I, the same. I've chosen this, so that's okay. We haven't we haven't come to that, but we've even had that conversation already. If Milan down the road is like, I really need to eat this burger, I'll be like, okay, fine. Okay, let's talk about more struggles because yeah. I'm sure you've had more. So even it's like sometimes just feeling out of place. Like so, for example, the first time I went to a Catholic funeral and <laughs> everybody knows what's going on. They're all like, they're all saying the prayers and then we're all standing. Suddenly everybody knelt down on the, the pew. Yeah. The pew. Yeah. Right. And I did it wrong and I kind of made a scene and I'm like, oh my God, it's a funeral. I already feel. So do Catholics. Right? So what? Yeah. And so it's like uh, my Catholic guilt. <laughs> Do so not what? smile at a Catholic funeral. Yeah, so well, well, and then you kind it? of feel like everybody's staring at yeah. you. I'm sure they're not. It's a funeral, but you do. I know my husband feels the same thing. Like, they probably were. <laughs> you know, at the temple, like everybody's sitting on the floor and they're chanting and he's like, mm, just he doesn't know what to say. And I think sometimes you just put that on yourself, like everybody's staring at me when they're no. really not. Yeah. So it's sometimes just a feeling of... Trust me, I know a lot of Catholics who don't know what to do when they're in there. And they've been raised Catholic, like me. (laughs) And my family members who don't necessarily go every week, so. But in those challenges, there's also like, you know, we have a little chuckle about it after you have a little laugh. And Mm -hmm. it also kind of brings you close to that, at least we're trying or making attempts, like. Okay, but whose religion is in the forefront? There has to be one. So. Interesting. Where you'll see that there's not is my son's bedtime prayer I kid you not. So it's like, it, in my little bed, I lie. At Heavenly Father, hear me cry. Lord, protect me through the night. Bring me safe till morning light. In the name of the Father, the Son, Son. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Rama, <laughs> Rama, Hare Hare. Literally, we teach our our son, who is five. Awesome. My daughter's two, so she's still not, you know, she's still mm-hmm. very young to learn these things. These are the religions. There is only one God. You can look at God in different ways. We can go to church. Yes, there is only one God. we can go to God. the temple. But really, God is, wants us to be a nice person, a kind person, a sharing mm-hmm. person. And it's God wants us to love. That is what we teach our son. That's what we're going to teach our daughter when she gets older. Okay, time out. Laura, you said there's one God. Uh, I was dating an atheist. Not so much. I'm the no. one God with the atheist. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's it's the messaging, right? Like that's what John and I have chosen from the get-go before we even had children, this was okay. what we okay. had decided. But how about holidays? Because that has to be a tough mm-hmm. one, no? Don't you? No, that's the best. So this is where same? I think this Or you is like, get tons of holidays. This is like extra pro, holidays, right? Like this is what I love is one of like the, the best parts of being in an interfaith is you get to celebrate all like we do Christmas. I think it's too much, no? <laughs> no, we do Christmas so big and it's amazing. And like this is the first year my husband... After my son, like, what crazy seeing all these toys? He's like, no, you need to know the true meaning. And he took him to midnight mass, which I thought was quite 
like was quite lovely and then we did the volley really big so and I think we both really have big families and we love that family celebration so for us it's working because we love celebrating and we love seeing everybody come together and I think we we genuinely have that respect for each other and I think you genuinely are happy people it seems and and that counts I think yeah and I think I think touch wood like we still are in love oh that's (laughs) awesome okay well great conversation we need to take a break we'll be right back you're listening to the dating and relationship show on talk radio am 640 Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, we're back. What a great show. We have Mira Solanke Estrada in our studio with us, as well as Santa Cruz with some inside jokes. And we're talking about interfaith relationships. And before the break, we were talking about some of the challenges and struggles that uh, Mira has with her relationship and maybe other people are experiencing. Are there any more struggles that you know about? Yes, feet. Feet. (laughs) Feet. Feet are a struggle. So in the Hindu um, religion, in the Hindu faith, um, so the way that you get blessings from elderly or from priests, you kneel down and you touch, touch their feet and they give you blessings. So you'll do that to your parents on special occasions or if you're at the temple you'll do that to the priest and you'll kneel down you'll quickly touch their feet my husband is disgusted by feet like <laughs> oh. he does not have any feet fetishes he's like feet are gross so oh, well, we I were should getting, be with a Hindu man yes yeah, so we I love my feet being rubbed <laughs> yes. will they rub them or just touch them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a different show because <laughs> if I married a Hindu man because he was going to rub my feet and then he just touched them I give him back yeah so yeah. well we were getting married and then it goes a step further because during the wedding ceremony, the groom actually has his feet washed by the bride's parents during the ceremony. So he was like, this is so disgusting. I do not want this to happen. I'm like, this is very important. You need this to happen. And um, it happened. And that's a struggle. Oh, yeah, but I mean, boy. <laughs> but I mean, it happened and he was okay with it. And the whole ceremony to him was so symbolic and beautiful. Uh, and we had the, the Hindu priest actually translate everything that was happening in English um, for his whole family. Awesome. Yeah. So you had two ceremonies. We had two ceremonies. So. Um, and that was that mm. was quite important too because he was like, I don't mind if we don't do the Catholic ceremony. And I said, no, you might not mind, but your family will. And that's mm-hmm. where it's really important to respect the families too. But uh. it turned out we could not find a Catholic priest that was willing to marry us because I was not going to convert my religion. So we ended up doing a Christian ceremony instead, which still was quite appeasing to his family so we had mm-hmm. one day we had the hindu ceremony the next day we had the christian ceremony yes and we actually ended up doing classes as well with that priest um the christian priest which i'm really glad we did those as well oh good because that forced us to answer a lot of questions mm-hmm. as well about faith the, sorry yeah yeah go on no that that one that's one thing <laughs> I, I recall uh was those classes mm-hmm. before i got married and they do prep you in certain ways right some of the questions like uh, you have to think about yeah. that. Yeah, we actually, there was only six. And then we actually said, can we keep going and do a few more? Oh, because keeners. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it actually, and especially because we knew where we were going into this interfaith yes. marriage. He really was probing us and asking those tough questions. And even about children, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And it forced us to 
to ask ourselves those questions. Well, a lot of issues uh, about marriages don't come up until you get there in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And to talk about, for example, one question was, if you won $10,000 as a couple, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And so one person answers, well, I'd blow it and we'd go on a trip. And the other person says, no, we should save it. Well, Mm -hmm. that's actually indicative of a very big issue in relationships, right, Laura? We talk about it here. It's money and how we treat money. And something so small could be a really, really big problem. So uh, those classes, I think any faith that you don't have to go to faith to take those classes. I think that's very important to do. Okay, let's talk about the five key factors to a successful interfaith relationships. Okay. Mira. So number one one is respect. Of course, this is like huge in any relationship, but especially here because, I mean, you have to have genuine respect for this person's religion and belief system. And for their family. And for their family, right? And you also have to understand that um, their family may not necessarily respect you and... um, understand you so you have to have respect for their family's time in accepting you and so that's important as well is that just because you two are in love it doesn't mean everybody around you is going to be in love with you guys so you have to have respect for time um, when it comes to interfaith Um, number two is not just communicate but over communicate and like we said like these are big, these are not just like you crunch your cereal too loud. These are big deal breaker topics we're talking about. So you need to over communicate with your partner before walking down that aisle. Yes. And I just want to uh, uh, say um, as a date coach, uh, definitely, you know, because people always say, don't talk about dating. Don't talk or not, not obviously dating. Don't talk <laughs> about religion. Don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics on a first date. But if religion is a deal breaker for you, Mm -hmm. you can definitely Mm -hmm. bring it up and talk about your belief system. Because if somebody believes in something totally different than you, then see you later. Bye-bye. But don't get into any heavy topics about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yes. Okay. Um, Number three, I think, is celebrating your differences as well as sameness. And that's sort of one of these things that I think are the pros of this type of relationship is that you really get to celebrate these things that are so different about the two of you. Um, And then number four is practice the fundamentals of your faith. So like what is the core of your faith, be it love or compassion? Like practice that and show your partner what that is so that they can be part of it even if they're not part of your religion. And um, practice your faith and have your partner understand it so that if you need set time to do your prayer or if you need um, a set space like let them know what it is that you need so that you can practice your faith Um, and then I think the last one which is really important is just educate yourself on the other person's faith whether you choose to be a part of it or not if down the road you're going to have children or even if you want to explain it to other members of your family you have to be somewhat well versed in that other person's religion so that Mm -hmm. you can speak about it with some sort of authority, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Good interesting. Point. Okay, well, it's break time. Uh, we'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about raising children in an interfaith relationship. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. 
It's the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Laura Vallada from singleinthecity.ca, and we have Mira Solanke Estrada here with us today and Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, and we're talking about interfaith relationships. And now we're going to talk about raising children in an interfaith relationship. So, Mira, what's the most important advice you can give to interfaith couples and families raising children? Okay, so this one is pretty simple. When parents are confused, kids are confused. When parents are not confused, kids are not confused. Kids basically need emotional stability, right? So that's why I think it's very important to ha- for parents, even before kids come along. We're, we don't know if we're going to have kids, but if we do have kids, this is how we're going to treat the topic of religion. Um, this is how we're going to treat holidays. This is how we're going to speak about religion with our child so that when kids do come along, there's no ambiguity of um, what religion am I? Am I to feel guilty about celebrating this holiday? Um, kid, it's very unnerving and unsettling for kids to have that um Uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So um, now you've had yeah. success with this, but do you think a lot of interfaith relationships really have a lot of success with that? You know what? To be because honest, I can see no, things. To be honest, things start I, going south in a, in a relationship. I can I can just see one of the parties just kind of going off on their own and going, okay, yeah, I said that, but you know what? Things are going to change now. Yeah, no, and I I actually do think a lot of families choose one religion and they have their children practice that one faith and it happens oftentimes in when there's faiths that are more orthodox and in order to practice a faith you actually have to be officially um indoctrinated or whatever yeah into into that that faith um for me i feel like that almost alienates the partner that's not in that faith because then you'll have the one say for example the mother and the children that are going off and practicing whereas the other partner is not um but it seems to to work i mean i don't know i'm not in those relationships but um is i do co- see a lot of people that where they do choose one religion so i know that you um it's well it's common to for interfaith families to practice two religions mm-hmm. right that's what you're doing right now yeah that's what we're doing so what are some of the pros and maybe some of the cons of that um for us i think I like to, I really think it's, it's not, people say it's a responsibility. I actually think it's a privilege when you are in an interfaith relationship, if you choose to have two religions, because if you look Mm -hmm. of this, this Trump disgusting era that we're in, which is of division and divide and superiority, we get that privilege of teaching our kids that there is not one right or wrong, Mm -hmm. because if there was one right, then pretty much everybody else would be wrong in this world. Mm -hmm. And we have that privilege of teaching our kids, you know what, there's all these different ways to look at faith Mm -hmm. and to look at love. And I think that's like an amazing privilege that we have to teach our two kids. Mm -hmm. That's what I loved when my kids were in public school because they teach them all faiths. Mm -hmm. Um, For different reasons, I moved them to a more a closer Catholic school. And I grew up an only Catholic. So I met my first person of different faith when I was 21. And that's a big deal because I didn't know there's a whole, I knew there was a world, Mm. but I really, you need to be raised in a world like today, knowing that there's more people than just what you know, Mm -hmm. because otherwise you do have the Trump type of life and thinking, which is horrible and doesn't make sense. And like it, I feel really good that my son Milan doesn't, he has no concept of Catholicism 
is better than Hinduism or vice versa. He really doesn't because it just doesn't exist in our house. And I know he's going to go out there in the world, but those first five years are critical in how mm-hmm. in your foundation. And I feel privileged as a parent. And so this is my husband in that we get to ingrain our, our kids this way. That's what we want to do. I want to go back, Laura, to something you said, because you taking the relationship right at the beginning when the first date, because that's where you're involved as a coach and stuff. And I think it's it's pretty important because when we look at interfaith and when it comes to children, things like circumcision, which is, you know, even though my, my ex-husband and I are the same faith, anyway, circumcision, um, I think because of something that's a big deal it is a big deal and oh, yeah and so laura i think you're so right like i think early in the relationship this has to because if it does go somewhere and it really really goes then these are issues trust me once you're in that marriage and the kids are already born and down the road then you have to answer to the kids because they're like why did you do this why didn't mm-hmm. you what religion what you know i think those are all really important yeah and like i said i mean things can change though because I have this one girl um, that came to me for matchmaking and uh, she was dating this guy for three years. And they, she, I guess one was Christian, one was Hindu. And um, they were going to fall or raise the kids in, in, in Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden, after a, a year or two years of dating, he changed his mind. So then they broke up. So things can, mm. yes, you can say things, but things change. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, we're back. This is a dating and relationship show on Talk Radio AM 640 with me, Laura Bellotta from Single in the City and Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes and our lovely guest today, Mira Solanke Estrada. She's from Fusia Magazine, right? Yeah. Editor-in-chief there. Okay, I want to talk about, um, let's have a little bit of a debate here, okay? Would you change your religion for love? Why or why not? Sandra? If you asked me at 20, 25, and 30, I'd probably say no, but now I would say yes. And why is that? Uh, I think as I got older, I matured and uh, I, I, not a full yes. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I just, I'm generally more open minded. Um, I think we could coexist, like much like Mira's talking about. You know, that gives me a lot of hope that you could coexist in two faiths. Um, it depends on the faith. If it's a close enough to where how I was raised, it'd be easier. But, but do you I'm go so to, open. Do you go to church regularly? I do. I well, since I got sick, I really became more spiritual in a lot oh, of wow. ways. And I, I, fi- I find that a lot of people do once something happens, yeah. they get sick. But, but not necessarily they do get more spiritual, or someone they know gets sick, they tend to go to church more. And well, I think that's how religion was founded thousands of years ago. I think when people got sick and death occurred, they had to find a way to deal with that as humans because mm-hmm. that's really hard. And so when I got cancer, it. it I just became more spiritual in general. I did go to what I knew was Roman Catholicism, so that's where I went. But just uh, a lot of my spirituality actually is against our seed too. I just practice more spirituality. So I think that's why I'm so open. Uh, like I know uh, a gentleman, you know, we had spent some time together and he is atheist and that's very different. <laughs> that's a religion in itself, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't believe in anything. I can't believe, how do you but, not believe in anything? Sorry, yeah. that's a but tough especially one. Thing, but would would you change your religion for love? Like to me, I wouldn't. To me, my religion is my relationship with 
God. And so I can't change my religion yeah. for a person. I have to change my religion because I am in love with this religion and the way point. the path to God. Like yeah. I, w- I can't do it for a person. Like as much as I love John, I'm not going to become a, a Catholic for John because I'm not in love with Catholicism. I'm, I'm in love with John. Sandra, what do you think? Would you change your religion for love? You know what? I think if I, um, like much to what Mira was saying, but if I was with someone of a different faith and I liked it for me and it made sense to me, you know, I, you know, I just, I'm just open in general because I'm just a more spiritual person after I was sick. So I think in general, all spirituality is good. I don't think, you know, uh, unless it oppresses people, in which case it's not good, but Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's a consensus I get as I'll, I'll let you get back to that. But that's a consensus I get as a matchmaker is there are a lot of people that are open to dating other people of a different faith. But what I hear a lot of is, but I'm not willing to change my religion. I'm not willing to be what they want me to be. So if they're okay me? with that, yeah. then that's cool. But if they're not okay with that, then I'm not okay with meeting them. Sorry, do you ask that? You're not allowed to ask that question as a dating coach. Well, are you willing to change? Of course I am. Do you ask that question? Okay. Well, no, I don't ask them that question. They actually tell me that. Okay. So I'll be like, what religions are you open to meeting? You know, and they'll name them all off and and they'll say, but, you know, I, I... I'm not open to changing, like having them mm-hmm. convert me. So if, if they're okay with that, then I'm okay with meeting them. You know what? To be completely honest, I don't think interfaith relationships are for everybody because... But they're if, very common but, nowadays. But if, because if you are so... I think religion is on a continuum. And if you are so orthodox in your religion, I don't think you will necessarily be open to another religion. Like mm. it's... Yes, I'm a I'm a Hindu, but I'm a quite moderate Hindu. Um, you know, I sit in leather seats in in my car. You know, we're not suppo- we're supposed to be completely nonviolent. You know, wow. You no, know, you don't you don't kill anything. Um, so in that case, I should just be wearing cloth and sweeping everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, everything is on a continuum, even in any religion. If you look at wow. Catholicism, there's right you know i know and i i would there i was going yeah i would probably do it i'm open but you know what i don't know it's one of those things you don't know until you get there yeah you know because that's a big i'm pretty sure we need to take a break (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to the dating and relationship show on talk radio am 640 This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. So I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers, make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416 416- 
322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. What a great discussion here. And the show's almost over and I'm going to cry. I'm sad and Mira's going to go away. <laughs> so you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're talking about interfaith relationships with Mira Solanke Estrada and uh, Sandra Cruzzi from Inside Jokes. And uh, Mira, I have a question for you. How about... Mm-hmm. Uh, People practicing um, that are in the same religion with different cultural values. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I think this is one of the reasons that my parents were so accepting of my relationship is because they've seen how many unhappy people there are that are of the same faith, but that just aren't aligned. I wish and they would all see it that mm-hmm. way. Right? Mm-hmm. And so they're... That a big cloud would open and go, I can see, I can yeah. see. But and they so can't, you most can, people. You can be the exact same faith and mm-hmm. exactly same skin color, look exactly right. alike, but you're not aligned. And right. that's why your relationship falls apart. And when my parents started to see all of these relationships breaking apart, I think that's why they were so um, accepting of mine because they could see that there I was think, something different there. And, you know, when I created the show, Dating Relationship Show, and, and I handpicked Laura because I love what she does and how she does it. Aww, it's about thanks. enhancing and enriching relationships. And I think at the core goes to what Mira just said and what you said too, Laura, is that um, you could be the same and because we live in that world where we mm. think, you know, same ethnicity, you, you know, I said at the beginning of the show, maybe it's better if you're the same, but we've learned now and I've learned the hard way that it's not the case. The same religion doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a great relationship. No, and it's sad. It's, I know people close to me personally that are not necessarily happy. I've seen relationships break down that are of the same mm-hmm. Um I've seen ones that are different too, but I've seen ones that are the same and they break down and it's not because of faith. Um, And what's the most important thing in relationships, guys? Quiz. Communication. Oh, is it? Is that the right answer? See how I failed that immediately. Okay, let's do a a quick true and false, okay? Ready? See if you guys get it right. Kids in an interfaith marriage are twice as likely to be brought up in the mother's faith than the father's faith. Beep, beep. You got, why is that, Mira? Do you know? Because we're doing women, everything. We're carting them around to church and wherever, temple. Yeah, and I think women tend to be more involved in their faith. No? Yes, there you go. Yeah. That's the right answer. Okay. <laughs> in the West, interfaith marriages are mostly welcomed. In the East, they can lead to violence, honor killings, and a number of other horrible things. True or false? Sadly true. True. It's true. Ooh. I know. It's sad, eh? Sorry. don't mean to end the show well. on a sad note. <laughs> And uh, one more. So uh, 62% of marriages in the U.S. are interfaith ones. True or false? False. False. It's false. No, it's, yeah, 42% of marriages in the U.S. are interfaith ones. Somebody was doing homework. (laughs) Mira. Yeah. Okay, we need to go now. What an interesting show. Thank you, Mira, for coming in today and bringing such great insight. Next time I'll be back just on feet. Oh, yeah. Can you bring someone to rub my feet? That would be nice. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'd like some henna, too. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to check out uh, Mira's work with her digital magazine, you can check out her website. It's Fusia. Fusia. Why can't I say that right? Fusia. 
Fusia, F-U-S-I-A dot C-A. Yep. As for Sandra, you can always catch her on Inside Jokes on at 8 p.m. on Sundays, right before the Dating and Relationship Show. Oh, hey, and if you're single and you want to attract your perfect match, you can grab a copy of my book, Single in the City, for some one-on-one advice. My book is available on Amazon and in stores and online at Chapters. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Ciao.